Hi, and welcome to a Novel Ending Podcast. We're your hosts, Joanna and Kat. We chat about all things revisions, the fun stuff, the not-so-fun stuff, and the seriously, I've written like 10 novels now, why doesn't this get any easier stuff? Join us while we share our enthusiasm and tips to help you tackle your next draft before it tackles you. Hello, everyone. Um, Welcome to an Apple Ending Podcast. Today, we will be talking about when to revise versus when to quit. But first, we have our question of the day. Would you rather write the best book of your career and never publish it or publish a bunch of books that leave you feeling unsatisfied? I don't know why I'm laughing because they both make me feel sad. <laughs> <laughs> they do both make me feel sad. I agree with you. Hmm. So when you say, so Joanna comes up with these questions. So what I'm like asking her to clarify, that's why. So when you say never publish it, do you really mean like even after say you were to pass on, like no one would pick it up and... Yeah. Publish it after you die. I mean, that that's what the stick is for that. I mean, the would you rather is not supposed to be easy, right? Because my first reaction was, why wouldn't you ever pu- never publish it? You could just self-publish it. But that's the point. Yeah. You write this best book and it never gets seen. Or you write a bunch of things that get seen, but you're just not as happy with them. We're just going to sit here for five minutes and I'll think about this for a minute. Yeah. Right? Bonus episode, silence for five minutes, <laughs> and then we answer the question, end of episode. <laughs> I think I would rather, oh, write the, oh, I think I'd rather write the best book of my career and never publish it. I think I would be the opposite. And uh, this is probably the hardest question <laughs> that we've ever had for these, but I think it's because my main goal as a writer is to reach readers. Right. And so I think I would just feel so unfulfilled having this great book and having it not get to anyone versus, yeah, publishing a bunch of books that like, man, like, that's totally like not my genre, like not my thing, but at least having a reader have experienced a story that I told. And I came at it from like a different place obviously i was thinking like writing the best book of my career that's what's exciting and inspiring to me Mm -hmm. right so yes it is difficult and honestly the reason that i started out self-publishing is that i felt like i had too many stories that weren't reaching readers and what was the point of writing for myself writing 20 books for myself right Mm -hmm. so i i hear you but at the same time I don't think I would be inspired and excited about writing a bunch of books that leave me feeling unsatisfied. I think I would rather give up if I'm not excited about what I'm writing. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, now that you mention it, you're the one who has a bunch of books out in the world and I'm the one who doesn't. And our (laughs) our answers are totally flipped. (laughs) Anyway... Okay, so today we are talking about when to revise versus when to quit. This is something that just recently kind of popped in my head because I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts about the art of quitting and knowing when to quit, people getting in that rut of either quitting too soon or quitting too late, which I think can totally happen with story ideas and Mm -hmm. books, like even from the story idea stage Mm -hmm. of having this brilliant idea and then quitting on it too soon, or that can happen in all stages of writing from idea, I think, to like revision 10, you know, do you 
revise or quit. So it's just something I've been really fascinated about. So I just kind of wanted to do a little bonus episode exploring that. I think sometimes you can have an idea and draft it and then decide it's not a good enough idea to keep going with. I don't think that happens very often, but I think you can be like, yeah, that's just not working. I'm not going to keep going down that path too. Mm -hmm. And then I also see the opposite happening where a writer is so intensely focused on getting their book absolutely perfect that they will revise for 10 years and never move on to Mm -hmm. another project, even if their current book, not that it isn't great, but also most writers want to write more than one book, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you can't quote unquote quit, and there's different levels of quitting, which we'll talk about in a second. It's like you need to move on to the next story. Right. Unless you just want to write the best book of your career and never publish it. Yes. (laughs) Like Joanna. And then perfectly content revising the same book. Oh, I would not be content. (laughs) And that would you rather, neither of those are contentment, but (laughs) the lesser evil. Uh, Yes. So what would you say are the different types of quitting? So I think there are three, personally. The first, I just made up these names. These are not official names, but kind of. We're making them official. Yes. They're officially a novel ending names for levels of quitting. The first one to me is like a soft quit. And this is a, I am setting this down for now. I will come back to it one day. I think personally that most quits should be this. Because I think that as a writer, you are always growing in your craft and you're always gathering more tools. And so most stories, you might soft quit. It's a matter of I don't have the skills to do this story service or I can't make it better, but I know I want it to be better. And I think that just reading and writing, you will get better and you will come, you can or should always come back and revisit those stories and just see if you think you have new ideas or ways to fix things. Yes. And in true fashion, I do not agree with Joanna of, (laughs) (laughs) I think most quits should be this because I think most quits should be this next category, which I'm calling so long. Thanks for all the fish. Do you know what that is from? I don't. Okay. I I wrote it and I was like, I bet you it has no idea. (laughs) So this is a line from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Mm. which is one of my favorite humor books, but the dolphins sing it right before like Earth explodes. Um, (laughs) I don't know why this is the lie that pops into my head for this version of quitting. So what I mean by so long and thanks for all the fish is that the book or the story as you have written it in whatever kind of stage it's in, that entity isn't working. So you quit that, but you can steal bits and pieces from it. So you can- All the fish. Yeah, all the fish. You can steal characters or settings or this cool magic system you came up with, you know, so it's like you're still borrowing parts of it, but how the story was, it will forever just be in a drawer. Mm -hmm. So I like that. I like that a lot. And then the third form of quitting to me is good riddance. The hard quit. The hard quit. So the, this one's going deep, deep in the do not open drawer. Goodbye. That kind of <laughs> burn it. Yes. <laughs> Flush it. Yes. Like laugh when you make think sure about it's not it backed and, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how should you decide to quit or stick with it? Have you quit a lot of stories? Let's stop for a moment. How yes. many stories have you quit and what stage of quitting have you done? I have completely quit 
three. So I should say I've written eight novels like that are actually complete. And I have four other work in progresses. Two of my completely finished novels, I've decided to just quit and never come back to. One of my work in progresses, I've decided to quit and never come back to. One of those that I had fully written was the very first novel I ever wrote. And, you know, it always holds a special place because it's the one that like, Mm -hmm. I got to be a novelist, you know, Mm -hmm. for the first time. But yeah, by, you know, by craft, it was just terrible. Like everything was terrible, you know, I have a lot of respect for it, but I just never want to come back to it. And then I would say most of my other stories are in the soft quit stage Mm -hmm. where I'm still kind of mulling over like what I really want to say with the story, like what I want the heart of the story to be. Or I just, you know, honestly haven't had time to come back mm-hmm. to them because, you know, I think time is a big issue when thinking about Especially when you have, quitting. you know, 15 stories. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you have a lot of stories going on. I am in an interesting situation where the book I signed with my agent, it did go out on submission for a year and a half and it didn't sell. So I don't quite know what that means. Like, does that mean it's a hard quit or does it mean that... It's the wrong time. It's the wrong time. And maybe after I sell Googles of other books one day, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. an editor will want this one suddenly. So yeah, so I think I'm not quite sure that one's kind of in a weird limbo. Mm -hmm. So do you have stories? Or like what level? I have one story that was a hard quit. And it's middle grade. And that's part of it is that I think I was like, yeah, I'm not a middle grade writer. And okay, so I have eight published novels. And I have two that I'm rewriting in a series. So The Shady Woods were completely rewritten, but I would say that was a soft quit for a long time. And then I have two manuscripts started, one of which I thought was a hard quit. And then I'm just like, essentially, I guess I took most of the fish from it Mm -hmm. and I'm completely rewriting it. So it will not, I mean, some of the themes and some of the plot will be the same. But ultimately, it will not resemble itself Mm -hmm. on the outside, just the inside fish, I guess. But yes, I definitely have soft quit things. The one that's easiest for me to think of for this is In One Life and Out Another used to be called Either Or. And that's a dual timeline or like parallel timeline. And it was one of the first books I wrote. And I absolutely did not have the craft or knowledge to make it work originally. And I went back to it multiple times before I was able to like make it work. So yeah. Yeah. And something you said just struck a chord. And so I just want to mention, like when we're talking about quitting, I just want to make sure because quitting a lot of times can be so negative, like have a negative connotation with it. But I don't like I think we need to sometimes reframe our mindset of, you know, it is totally okay to quit. Like how I mentioned, like the very first book that I wrote is a hard quit, but I have a lot of respect for it. You with your middle grade, which is a hard quit. It's like that was a like exploration process mm-hmm. to you, you know, to see if you liked writing middle grade. Mm-hmm. And so like there's absolutely like, you know, people shouldn't feel ashamed to pour their hearts and time into a book and then hard quit it because writing is so exploratory sometimes. It is. And I also think for sure that every manuscript that you quit, which maybe we should say when to revise or when to let it go. But I think that all of those manuscripts they are our education or our continuing education. A lot of authors are not professionally trained. A lot of them are self-taught or they go to conferences instead of getting their MFA. Um, And even if you get your MFA, like there is continuing education and learning and 
those manuscripts, I, I heard once that the way to become a better writer is to write another book or the way to learn how to fix your last book is to write another book. I think people get so like they can't let go of it or they can't quit because they put so much time and energy and blood and sweat and tears into it. But you know, you don't wake up one day and you're not a master electrician. You don't wake up one day and can just write the perfect book. You need to learn. And that is how you should look at these yeah. manuscripts. Like if you look at it from like a woodworker perspective mm-hmm. and say you want to build the perfect dining table. It's like, yeah, you're going to have to build a lot of crappy dining tables to get your skill to the level of building the good one. Fine, fine furniture. Yeah. And I would just hate for some to look back on all of their crappy ones, be like, oh, look at all that time wasted and stuff. Like none of it is time wasted. Mm-hmm. Like it's time like building. Mm-hmm. So that's your free education, folks. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so some kind of tools you can use to decide if you should quit or you should revise. So if I'm stuck on a particular story, what I will do is brain dump a bunch of ways that I could change the story or just even aspects of the story with like a new revision. So before going into new revision, and they can be something as big as changing point of views or changing voice, even changing your setting. So say you know, let's make this a sci-fi and I'm going to set it on Mars, you know, like even something as extreme as that, or could just be tweaking your villain or your character or your magic system, like kind of smaller bits like that. But after you write all of these down, take a small break, like take a day or two where you're kind of like stepping away from your story and then come back and I will reread all of these ideas. And if none of them spark any sort of excitement or make me want to like dive back in and open that manuscript back up, then to me, that's usually a pretty good sign that I should quit. And it doesn't have to be a hard quit at that point, but that I should completely refocus my energy on the next process. And then another tool I use is talking out loud to a friend or just someone else about my story. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like the things that are wrong with my story. It could just be talking about my story in general And I feel like this is a good indication if you're like having conversation with someone and you're telling them about your story and the conversation just starts getting really boring and just like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to have to explain blah, blah, blah. It's probably a pretty good indication that you're not excited about it and you should quit it on some level. But if you're still talking about it, you're like, oh, and then this happens and like, oh, and there's this twist at the end. You know, if you still have that excitement behind your words, then I would say that's a good indication that you should revise. I feel like maybe this needs to be an imaginary friend you're talking to. (laughs) Because I think there are a lot of authors, including myself, who when someone asks me about my story, I'm like, um, uh, uh, like, it's too big to put into words. And I'm not excited. I feel more on the spot, even if I am excited about it. Yeah. So if you're talking to an imaginary friend, maybe you'd be excited about it more than uh, Yeah. Or like a pet. Or a pet. Yeah. Or a baby. Yeah. Or I don't know if this would work. What do you think about if you were to do like a query letter? Like as if you're like, you know, even if your book is nowhere near query ready, but you're like, you know, your query so letter you, should. So you want um, you want us all to torture ourselves to find our excitement? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm just thinking, you know, if you're putting together that query, and I know queries are just a pain in the butt in general, but 
I don't know, to me, I'm trying to think of like external ways to talk about your story and to gauge your excitement or attachment yes. to the story. I understand. So, what you're yeah. Query letters probably not good because <laughs> <laughs> definitely not a synopsis then. Yeah, don't do that. Or reread it. Reread it. Sometimes if you just reread oh. it for fun, you'll be like, I do actually, that's probably really good advice too if you're considering letting something go and not working on something any longer, putting it in a drawer. If you haven't reread it in a while, I think everyone rereads their story and they're like, oh, I don't remember that being in there. That's kind of cool. You know, so you might reinvigorate your own excitement by reading your story. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I think also that persistence is key. I default to that pretty much every time. And like I said, that's why a lot of the things that I have put aside have been a soft quit. And sometimes... I sometimes it's not that I pick it up one more time and finish it. Sometimes I revisit it again and again and revise it even again and again and do multiple soft quits on the same project if it's something bigger that I'm trying to tackle. The first fantasy I wrote, which is not out in the world, but Kat has read it, I had an idea for that story way, 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 way before I started writing it. And I did not, that one, I I did not feel like I could do it justice or I knew how to do it or that I wouldn't do a good job. And so I just sort of waited and let it build in my head until I felt like I could. So persistent. If you don't know why you're giving up on something, like I'm not a middle grade writer, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go down this path anymore. Mm-hmm. Or this was my first novel and I, you know, I did not know what I was doing. I made so many mistakes and it's too much of a mess, but I'm going to take all these things and make something out of it in a different form. Um, if you know why you're quitting something, but otherwise I think there's no harm to revisit stuff every once in a while and see, see how you're feeling about it. Cause I do think it can change. It can excite you again, or you can have some other great idea when you come back to it. Yeah. Like if you're still having periodic thoughts about your story, I think that's a good indication of Mm -hmm. that is a soft quit. Like you should definitely go back and revise that one day. Like when a story is completely out of my head. And even Mm -hmm. when I like force myself to think about it, I'm just like, yeah, you know, and I'm still having that meh, then that quit. (laughs) So that's interesting because I was thinking that like the level of frustration you can't always trust, right? Because as writers, we often get frustrated with the work that we're excited about because we have to read it so many times and do so many things with it. Mm -hmm. So you can't just like give up on something because you're frustrated because that's not really a good indicator, I think. But maybe apathy is a good indicator. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So how do you know if you're putting it away too soon? You sort of spoke to that a little bit, that you still think of it and you're still drawn to it. Mm -hmm. If I still think of it, and like you said, even if it's like frustrated thoughts, you know, it's still thinking of it and like mulling that story in your head, which means to me, like my creative brain isn't ready to let it go. Or maybe your subconscious can see an end result that you can't see if it's still stuck. Yeah. And I fully do believe that our unconscious brain is working out a lot, a lot, even when it's not on the forefront of our mind. Mm -hmm. And like, I think you had mentioned this, you could be watching a TV show or a movie or reading a book and something that the author says or something that you watch in the TV show could totally then suddenly spark like, oh my gosh, like if I did all these tweaks Mm -hmm. and put this kind of element in my novel, like, well, that fixes all the things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think, you know, the subconscious brain is pretty cool. But yeah, and then, you know, obviously, if you have zero, zero thoughts about it, or if you do conjure up a thought, and you're just like, well, Mm -hmm. then putting away. But so how do you know if you're putting it away too soon? 
It's hard for me where I'm at as an author now to answer that, I think, because at this point, I'm planning what I'm writing for publication. So I'm not putting much away. I'm making decisions. I'm seeing it through. It's more what I'm working on next. Maybe an interesting thing to talk about here would be that I think I'm putting contemporary behind me a little bit, perhaps. Although that's not going to be seen in what I'm publishing for a long time because I still have well, two more paranormal, that's not contemporary, but um, to put out hopefully this year and two more contemporary that I've started that I plan to put out in 2024. But after that, I have a few other contemporary ideas, um, but I'm not sure I'm going to spend the time and energy on them. I think I'm going to like switch more over to fantasy and who knows how long that will last. Maybe at some point, just with my reading preferences, sometimes I get sick of fantasy and then I want to go back to contemporary. So am I putting away contemporary too soon, I guess? Maybe. But I do think that in general, if you can put it away and it doesn't make you sad that you're like apathy, right? If you if it doesn't make you sad that you're putting it away. And if you're sad just because you feel like you've given up on writing, don't give up on writing. That's not what we're saying. Move on to the next book, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you move on to the next book and you're still thinking about that last book, then that would be a good tell too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a lot to think about. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thanks for joining us, and we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of A Novel Ending Podcast. If you're a fan of the show, please help us spread the word by leaving a rating and review and by sharing this episode with your community. And make sure to check out our website, anovelending.com, to learn more about what other services we offer. Happy revising! Happy revising!